The Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Be it props, parlays, in-game wagering, MyBookie.ag has it all. And if you use the sign-up code SGP50, you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus. With MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support us here at the Sports Gambling Podcast for bringing you these shows for free. All you have to do to support us is log on to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Amazon, bookmark that link, and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. Listening to a special international edition of the EPL show where we will be covering the Euro 2020 qualifiers that will be happening today and tomorrow. Later on in the week, you will be getting your Copper America preview as we set off to cover the Copper here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. But as you heard at the start, in preparation for the CONCAF Cup, USA where most of our listeners come from were battered their men's team were smashed 3-0 at home to Venezuela in preparation for the CONCAF Cup where they are the second favourites behind Mexico I'm telling you right now I would get some money down on Mexico because that honestly does seem like a one-team competition and if the Mexicans are taking it seriously which I think they are because it really does represent their main opportunity to win an international trophy, then Mexico are going to walk that competition because USA are in no state. Yes, they didn't play their full team. The likes of Christian Pulisic were not involved in that game. But if this, if these players are even in your squad and you're getting beaten at home by three goals by Venezuela, then you have got big problems. Let's have a quick listen at what the US media had to say about the performance. I've taken a little clip from ESPN, so let's have a listen to that. Joined by Ale, as well as former US international Hercules mm. Gomez. It's a good day to talk to US international. There you I'm go. Just saying. Herc, I'll start with you. I guess we shouldn't really be all that surprised. <laughs> uh, after all, Greg Berhalter guaranteed we would see more poor performances after they lost 1 nothing against Jamaica on Wednesday. Is this just more of the same? 
Uh, no, I think it's actually worse. I don't recall seeing a 45 minutes that was so abysmal since the last time we saw this team in Trinidad and Tobago, which Bruce Arena and those men failed to qualify for what was the World Cup in Russia. It was that bad, Sebi and Ali. I don't recall seeing players ever in a U.S. men's national jersey like that where they were caught ball watching, lost tactically. Just the moment got to them so much where they looked inept on the field. Now, every player at some stage in their international career has a moment or two like that. But I've never seen so many collective efforts and the same just lack of creativity and willingness. And sometimes it looked like just pure heart. Uh, well, it's no secret mm -hmm. that when the U.S. schedules a team like Venezuela in preparation for a Gold Cup, is in so many ways to get the spirits up. Confidence. To build the confidence. Mm -hmm. To get the result that is going to really spur this team forward and feel good about themselves and we're going to work on some things and here's how we're going to work it out and we're going to play out of the back and we're going to be able to dominate the midfield then create chances in the attack. Ha! Not no, today. not today, because you played against a real team, and you got housed. Now, he's talking about 45 minutes, 30 minutes it was 3-0, mm. and it was 3-0, every bit of 3-0, it was every bit of dominance from Venezuela. The third goal, by the way, playing out of the back by Venezuela, back and forth, one-twos, drop-offs, runnings in behind, and then Salomon Rondon trying to be buddied up by one of these American defenders, it's not going to work. These are real players, players who are playing at a very high level, and guys that will test you, and guys that are preparing for Copa America, a very competitive tournament. If you think you were just going to build confidence playing against a team like Venezuela, nah, no chance. People were upset that Josh Sargent wasn't on this roster. The guy we saw instead of Josh Sargent today, Giassi Zardes. Herc, this is a player that's 27 years old. We know what Giassi Zardes is. Why are we still seeing him with the U.S. national team? That's a great question, and I think it's a question Greg Berhalter is going to have to come to terms with. There are players who Greg Berhalter just confides in are his players. Jossie Zardes is one of them. Will Trapp is another player. When you're at this level, it's no longer about who you feel comfortable with because of what they've shown you in the past at a club level. It's who can produce at the international level. There's only one clear-cut nine right now, and that's Josie Altador. Uh, if you look at the players who automatically must be starters on this team, oh, the other one is Michael Bradley. It's not a Will Trapp. You look down just a step the spine of this team. I think there's a real lack of uh, difference makers on this squad. Yes, it's a deeper pool because for the first time in so long, you have players who are playing in the Bundesliga, who are getting you know, signed by Chelsea, who have, who have produced uh, with, at least at the domestic level, but difference makers, real cut difference makers, there are only a handful, and those players weren't even on display tonight. They weren't available. Now listen, the Gold Cup's going to paper over you know, the cracks uh, for a lot of U.S. men's national fans. But there is a real issue with this team. There's a real issue tactically with the way Greg Berhalter wants to play and a realistic level of some of these players. Can they produce? Can they show with what he wants to do? He focuses so much on these wing progressions and focusing on, on playing a high transi uh, transition game with high intensity. I don't feel the U.S. men's national right now has those type of players. There is a severe, severe disparity when you look at wing play with the likes of Mexico, with the likes of maybe Costa Rica, and yes, Venezuela as you saw tonight with the U.S. men's national team. The scary part is uh, people are going to go back to this match and say, well, it changes with Pulisic on the field. Mm -hmm. It changes with Michael Bradley in the field. And it may, and it probably will, because these are players that are impactful and, and game changers for this level of the U.S. men's national team. However, it doesn't make this team exponentially better to the point that you say, everything else okay. Everything else is fine. We're good. Nothing to see here. Because as just Hercules just pointed out, 
the issues to me is you have now in Greg Berhalter a national team coach who with his club team and Columbus who he worked with on a daily basis was able to get those patterns that he likes to put out on the field but when you only have weeks during the year not not in the month but weeks during the year where you can actually put those patterns to work with the national team in the short amount of time that you have those players available then it's difficult to get that understanding and if there is so much emphasis on we're going to push guys high and we're going to play out of the back and we're going to put an emphasis on our center backs to be able to play with the ball. If we turn the ball over in a bad area, guess what happens? one nothing against Venezuela. If we turn the ball over in a bad area, guess what happens? 2 nothing against Venezuela. That's what happened today. And let me tell you, it could have happened against Jamaica as well. Bare minimum, I think U.S. fans will expect this team to get to the Gold Cup final just based on history. Herc, based on what we've seen in the last two matches, is this group of players good enough to expect to get to a Gold Cup final? It's Gold Cup, and like I said, it will paper over those cracks. Uh, I don't think you should be considering the Gold Cup final right now if there is a Costa Rica that comes in your way. Uh, and that goes for Mexico as well. This tournament is designed for Mexico and U.S. to meet in the final, but we've spoken about this before, Sevi. If Mexico or Costa Rica come against the U.S. men's national team and it goes awry, we just saw Venezuela tear apart the U.S. men's national team. And let's give credit to Venezuela. This is a program that's completely turned things around, and this was more of a dress rehearsal for them than it really was a dress rehearsal for the U.S. men's national team at the Gold Cup. But there are levels to this. And if Mexico or Costa Rica embarrass the U.S. men's national team, I fear for Greg Berhalter and the little credit of, of uh, benefit of the doubt that he actually had, which you and I have spoken about this before, these players, this program, they have no credit of doubt. They have no benefit. Uh, it's no silver lining for them. They have to turn uh, things around. The goodwill with the people, the fans right now towards the program is an all-time low and it's up to these players and Greg Berhalter to turn that around well absolutely brutal assessment of the, the USA and where they currently sit and as I said yes there were players that weren't playing, uh, playing Bradley Pulisic all these players are going to come back for the US Gold Cup and you would expect USA to still contend for that but I would think Mexico are in a far better position and as they said if they come up against Costa Rica, that could be a very difficult game, especially with the way USA are playing. We will cover the Gold Cup on here. There will be a preview. There'll be much more coverage on the Copa America, which is obviously a much bigger and more competitive tournament. So we'll be looking at that one in far more depth. There will be a preview show on here for the group stages and a preview show for the knockout stages. So we look forward to bringing you the Copa America coverage, but there will be some Women's World Cup coverage interspersed amongst that and of course some gold cup as most of our listeners are of course americans but that was a earth-shattering result and um with scheduling being what it is you would think that that game was was organized for the usa to win in order to look good in in preparation for the the gold cup but in the end it ended up being positive preparation for the venezuelans instead as they move on to the copper america which starts this weekend as i said and um, we'll be covering that extensively it kicks off at 1 30 in the morning uk time on Saturday so the tournament for you guys will begin on Friday and we will have the podcast out previewing that by Wednesday so there'll be plenty of time to get on to the markets there are only three groups 
in that A, B and C that we'll be covering. So we'll be looking at that extensively and we'll be looking at some of the matches in the first round, a tournament winner. Uh, a top goal scorers market to look at there, which is obviously headed up by Lionel Messi. So a big, big tournament coming up on the Bay. But we start with these important Euro 2020 qualifiers, which will determine who will go through to Euro 2020 on the basis of where they finish in the group standings. As things stand, none of the top teams are really in any danger and look to cement their status for Euro 2020 next year. Uh, France, the world champions, are the favourites for that competition. But surprisingly, England are slotted in at second place. It's France seven to two. It's England five to one. It's Belgium seven to one, and Spain seven to one. I think Belgium and Spain are still better teams than England, despite the fact they didn't compete for the Nations League. The Nation League winner, Nations League winners, Portugal and defending European champions are all the way out at eighteen to one behind Italy, who are at fourteen to one, who are a team who are rebuilding much like the Netherlands who uh, much like Germany sorry available at 8-1 and the Netherlands slotted in the middle there at 9-1 Croatia are another good outside bet at 25-1 looking at these round of qualifiers I'm going to pick and choose what I go in in on here because every team is in action we won't be taking any action on Bulgaria versus Kosovo we won't be looking at Czech Republic and Montenegro. Czech Republic, of course, are a fading force. And um, what used to be a decent team to back for qualification and home banker is no longer is no longer that. Uh, Denmark versus Georgia. That's a game we'll be looking to slide into parlays with Denmark being the one to three favourites there to get through Georgia. They are perennial qualifiers for these tournaments. They get to World Cups. They get to European Championships. I like Denmark in that one. Uh, Norway traveling to the Faroe Islands where Norway expected to pick up a win they're available two to nine Latvia versus Slovenia won't be going on to that Macedonia taking on Austria won't be playing that Malta versus Romania where Romania obviously the away underdogs and we finally get to a game which interests me and it's Poland versus Israel as things stand in that group Poland versus Israel Poland and Israel are the top two Poland currently sit at four to seven to win this game. The draw is available at three to one and Israel are available at five to one. For me, you're getting a very, very good price here on Poland on the basis that these two are the top two in the group. If it wasn't for that fact, I don't think that these two teams would be priced this closely. I think Poland are by far the much, the much better team. Israel notoriously don't travel well. They don't really have a good away record in any qualification competitions, be it the European Cup or the the World Cup. And they don't get there. They are always sitting there as a mid-table team. In this particular competition, the group looks relatively easy. It really is just between Poland and Israel and Austria uh, competing for second place. You could put Slovenia in that competition as well. But Israel have managed to start with two wins and a draw. And now they come up against real competition. Um, it's a game that pretty much everyone in this group is going to lose. Not necessarily at home, but I imagine Poland advance here with a 100% home record, which would mean picking up home wins against Israel, North Macedonia, Austria, Slovenia, Latvia. And probably at much shorter odds than this, you'd expect Poland to be around about one to three against Austria and then one to five 
and or even shorter against the rest. So as I said, we're getting a surprise price here against Israel on the basis that uh, the bookmakers have looked at this and looked at the top two and have given Israel more respect than I think that they warrant. They, as I said, they are not team. They are not a team that qualify for these championships and Poland are a far better team on paper. The fact that Robin, Robert Lewandowski alone plays for Poland gives them a massive edge here and I expect them to pick up the win here in Warsaw against an Israel team who are being slightly overrated here by the bookies here. Up next, we have uh, Ireland against Gibraltar. Not going to be playing that one. Um, expect Ireland to pick up a comfortable win here. The handicaps on the Gibraltar games have been reduced, so that might be interesting. They are now starting to avoid uh, six and seven nil defeats, and it's coming up to be more in the three or four goal region. Uh, for Ireland to clear a three goal handicap here, it's available at four to six. That would be the only thing that I would touch on this game. Serbia versus Lithuania doesn't interest me with Serbia being the 1 to 10 favorites and then we come to Spain versus Sweden a game that does um, the tactic here is going to be for Sweden to park this bus as they notoriously do and are quite good at it and try and stifle Spain from playing their football I think the inevitable thing that will happen here though is that Spain will break through Spain individually are 1 to 3 to win this game however they are 11 to 10 to win this game to nil. I think that's in with a good shout, bearing in mind that only one team are going to be trying to win this game and the other team will be desperately coming to Spain looking for a point. So for me, Spain to nil is the bet in this one. Ukraine versus Luxembourg sees Ukraine as one to seven favourites. Kazakhstan versus some, uh, versus San Marino tomorrow sees Kazakhstan at one to twenty five. Not interested in Azerbaijan versus Slovakia. Albania versus Moldova doesn't interest me. I'll say a quick thing about Andorra versus France because France are coming off the back of a absolutely humiliating defeat at Turkey. Uh, it wasn't humiliating to lose to Turkey, but it was the fact that they went two goals down there early on and did absolutely nothing for around about an hour of that game. Um, didn't show anything any or any any way to get back into it didn't show any intent to get back into it it's not like they peppered turkey in the second half this was just a very disappointing france performance they are obviously going through a world cup hangover still even though it was a year ago and obviously that's understandable when you achieve the biggest feat in all of world football it can take some time to get up and go again but they're in danger of making it very difficult for themselves to qualify just through the group stages and they may have to go through a two-legged playoff. I don't think France want to be in that position after winning a World Cup. So they need to get their act together and win this group. Turkey currently sit at the top with a 100% record and France are joint second with Iceland, a team that have done quite well over the years in getting through two major tournaments. The other three I don't think will represent too much problems. They are Albania, Moldova and Andorra. See, I don't think there's any problem whatsoever uh, that with, with, with France getting there it's just about them getting there through the group stages and, and simplifying this qualification process which is designed to let all of the big teams get through to Euro 2020 and it's not expected that France are going to blow this group um, against Turkey but in order to make sure they do that and not go through any kind of two-legged process they will need to, to win the return game against, against Turkey otherwise things may get a little bit sticky for France and in no way am I 
I making any kind of prediction that they're not going to be there? But it is a little bit embarrassing. They had their um, they had their feet in the next round of the Nations League and managed to blow it and allow Holland or the Netherlands, some people say, to, to get past them in a group that had Germany and France. France were in control of that group and, and they let it slip. It's it's weird because the hangover didn't seem instantaneous. There seemed to still be a buzz and a, and a high just coming off the back of that, that World Cup and the hangover seemed to kind of set in three, four, five, six months later. And uh, France have not been playing well since then. So I fully expect him to recover from that. If anything, I think the the Turkey result will be the wake-up call because that's not Germany or or Holland. That's that's Turkey, a team that have been struggling with their own problems in world football in recent years. So I think it will be a a wake-up call for France. I don't think there'll be a problem with them qualifying. Um, In this match, I love the bet for France to score four plus goals, which is available at four to six. If you want to add more money to that, you can take France to cover their four goal handicap at evens because I don't think they're going to be conceding in this game. Um, The thing is, is that the, the four goals mean that you don't need them to score five to cover a four goal handicap it's actually a a safer bet I think that this uh, Andorra team are going to get absolutely put to the sword by France tomorrow I expect a lot of bets to cash here which involve France winning this game easily France to win both halves is available at two to five France to score in both halves is available at one to five. Uh, France to win to nil is available at two to seven. Uh, France minus two on the handicap is available at one to three. France minus three is available at four to five. Um, sorry, looking that round, though, the France minus four is available at much better price, actually. I've seen it at evens at one place, but you can get it as high as six to four. So there's loads of ways to bet this game, which involve France having a big bounce back. If you head over to my official bet, uh, initial site, lockbetting.com, there will be a bet put out for this, which will entail France coming back in a strong way I have not yet decided on what way I want to go with that but I'm certain that they will Belarus versus Northern Ireland is an interesting game because Northern Ireland have a tendency to participate in away games that don't have a lot of goals Uh, Belarus themselves are not exactly a attacking dynamo I'm expecting the under two and a half goals in this game to to cash relatively easily and that one is available at four to seven Uh, Moving on uh, to another game tomorrow. I like Belgium versus Scotland. I like Belgium to carry on their winning ways. Scotland aren't good enough to present any kind of obstacle for Belgium. I think that they will cover a minus one handicap that's available four to seven. To win the game, they're unbackable at one to seven, unless you want to put that in with some kind of parlay or whatnot. 13 to two to draw, 18 to one on Scotland. Uh, No interest in Germany and Estonia as Germany continue to bounce back. They're one to 50 to do so in this spot. Greece versus Armenia sees Greece as the 49 favourites, 29 to 10 to draw on 7 to 1 on Armenia. I think Greece win that game, and I think they probably do so without conceding a goal, which is available at 11 to 10, the best price. Um, Hungary versus Wales. This is an interesting one because Wales 
are the same price as Hungary here, coming off the back of their defeat in Croatia. It's seven to four for either team to win, and it's two to one on the draw. I like Wales as as a technically an underdog here um, at seven to four. I think they could bounce back in spot against Hungary. Iceland versus Turkey is interesting because that could determine who finishes second against France. This could be a spot where Turkey do drop some points. A defeat would allow France to overtake them and, and really really solve a lot of their problems. But I think this France team would rather these two teams just draw each other so that they can, so neither one of them represent any kind of threat. It'll be interesting to see what kind of hangover Turkey have here after such a big win. Iceland are an interesting underdog in this game. Italy should have enough to get past Bosnia. They're two to five to do so. Again, I look at the clean sheet market here for the Italians to win this game without conceding a goal. Obviously, they're notorious for their defences and that, like the Greece game, is available in itself at 11 to 10 so looking at all of those prices the Spain game that we tipped up for Tuesday is a really good price because we're getting it at odds against whereas the Italians and the Greece and, and Greece themselves also at odds against but I think Spain are more likely to, to play a team that aren't going to really come forward against them I think Armenia and Bosnia are less likely to go to Italy and part the bus than, than Sweden are against Spain, who have much more much more attacking weapons. Uh, Liechtenstein versus Finland doesn't interest me, but Russia versus Cyprus does. It's certainly something I may be interested in adding in as a parlay. I think Russia will be the main contender's in their group uh, to challenge Belgium I think they'll be the team that get into second place above Scotland I'm not expecting a challenge from Scotland or Cyprus um, I'm expecting Scotland though to finish third on the basis that they did beat Cyprus at the weekend we are going to close this show out with a lock dog parlay but before that let me say there will be many, many other plays at lockbetting.com for this show. There was a lot on this show that I liked that I mentioned throughout the show. I'm interested in having something on the Poland game. I'm certainly interested in having some involvement in the France game. Even, even the Spain game, I have an interest in putting something out for that. So there will be additional plays. Just because they've not made it to the lock or the parlay, that doesn't mean that they are in any way excluded or that, that I don't like them. It's it's just that I am trying to give my members more plays and give less free plays here on the podcast. You've had a lot of free plays this year. The EPL record was absolutely phenomenal this year. As you guys know, we ended up finishing 46 and 11 with the EPL locks. So you got all of those 46 plays for free. So if you want the rest of the plays, then you need to head over to lockbetting.com. But I will give you a look. I am going to give you Belgium to beat Scotland or the minus one handicap at four to seven. Um, I don't understand, as I said, why this is priced up like that. Belgium are one to seven to win the game regularly. Uh, perhaps there's a feeling that um, the second half against Kazakhstan showed that Belgium will take their foot off the gas and are quite content to win games comfortably. But they were stunning in the first half. And in the second half, they decided to take off the likes of De Bruyne, company and Lukaku because they had the job done in the first half. If the job isn't fully completed against Scotland and they are 
only a goal up per se going into the second half then it's much more likely that these players will see the full 90 minutes and in fact someone like Eden Hazard did despite the fact that he has his Real Madrid presentation on Thursday I don't think that Roberto Martinez is necessarily going to give a shit about that and is going to take him off just because he needs to go and be presented in front of thousands of Madrid fans absolutely no way I think that Scotland are going to get beaten here I think Belgium are going to continue to go all out and um, they will probably convincingly cover this minus one handicap here so I'm going to lock that for you guys at four to seven I don't have many problems with that Um, I'm actually going to even double dip and put Belgium into the parlay because there is no way I see these three teams letting us down. It is only a four to five parlay, so £100 returns 180 but there will be no problems with Russia, Belgium and Denmark setting themselves up to go through to Euro 2020 with wins here against inferior opponents and for the underdog I touched on it earlier that will be Wales I think Wales are the more likely team to get through to Euro 2020 than Hungary the runner-up in this five-team group will need to do it via a playoff but in the end I think Wales will end up getting second place despite the fact Hungary lead the group at the moment I think Croatia are going to wind up the group winners of that group and I think Wales will be the team that's sitting in second place you can't see the likes of Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale not being at next year's tournament but obviously whoever they play in the playoffs that will be a tough game in itself I will be back later on this week with the Copper America preview that I touched on and if you want week to week preview of the games of the Copper America that will be on lockbetting.com along with all of the official plays from the Women's World Cup from these Euro 2020 games from the CONCACAF Gold Cup and of course from the Copper America so as I said the previews will all be here there will be some free bets but you guys got 46 and 11 record last year on the EPL show EPL show so I think you're getting more than enough free plays if you want more action then you need to sign up to lockbetting.com where at the moment the soccer pack is doubling up as the tournament pack. So not only are you getting all of your soccer, all of your Euro 2020 picks, all of your Copa America, all your Women's World Cup, all your CONCACAF Gold Cup, all of your transfer news, which, by the way, I'm putting out my first transfer play in the next 24 hours. So it's a great time to sign up. But in this tournament pack, you're also getting all of the tournament plays from Wimbledon and the Cricket World Cup. We just had the French Open. We were giving that away on the soccer pack slash tournament pack and we went 7-1 and one with our over-unders we gave people the tournament winner right here in the podcast and our lock of Djokovic and Nadal to get to the semi-finals a two-unit play returning £450 was given away here for free so the soccer pack is currently the tournament pack and it will be giving you tennis tournament plays it will be giving you cricket world cup plays it will be giving you the rugby world cup when it starts on top of copper america concaf gold cup euro 2020 and transfer news and any other soccer that happens but 
Of course, if you want all of the picks, which includes all of that, plus Major League Baseball, plus the NBA, plus UFC and boxing, plus your in-play bets, don't forget you get in-play bets. They will come to you via WhatsApp group. You will be added to the WhatsApp group. You need to upgrade to the $125 pack. It gives you 24-7 access to me. It gives you in-play bets. It gives you every sport. It gives you every podcast and it gives you a monthly P&L, where last month we finished with over £4,700 profit, which is over $6,000. So people paid $125 for that month and it ended up with $6,000 if that would cover you for the entire annual subscription to that service. We are absolutely killing any other service out there. It doesn't matter who it is or what it is, be it Doc Sports or anybody, just, just non-comparable, especially at this price. They're charging you $30 per pick or they're charging you $60 to get all of their picks for one day. My soccer pack is now a tournament pack and that's $60 for the entire month and that's going to get you all of the soccer plays for the entire month, all of the Copa America plays, all of the Gold Cup plays, all these Euro 2020 plays tonight. Plus, it's going to get you the start of Wimbledon. If you overlap it onto the next month, it's going to get you week two of Wimbledon and it's going to get you all the Cricket World Cup picks where I've only got two picks wrong for the entire Cricket World Cup. Don't underestimate how wide my knowledge is of all these sports. I've been smashing profit on every single thing that I give out. If I don't know about a sport, I won't touch it. That's why I don't play the NHL. That's why I don't play any golf picks. I don't do it because I don't know about it. If I'm playing it, then I'm smashing it. So you are guaranteed money. So with the $125 pack, with the additional sports that you're getting on top of the tournament pack, be it the MLB, the NBA, the UFC, the boxing, and of course the WWE, I've been making money in these sports for years. That's why I come on this show and give you the Fight Show, which is one of the most successful shows here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So you know all your options. You know where to find me, lockbetting.com. That is the end of this podcast. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening, guys. Go, go, go.